Welcome to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur Podcast, where we cover all things mom entrepreneur from idea to empire. I'm Angela Bell, mom, wife, serial entrepreneur, and general lover of all things pink and sparkly. I firmly believe that moms make the best entrepreneurs, and the best way to be the queen of your mom life is by creating time and financial freedom through your own business. Big or small, we are going to talk about them all. Let's get started, shall we? Thank you, everybody, for joining us today on the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. I'm very excited about our special guest today. It is Jen Ren from This Mom Knows, and she is going to talk to us today about all things that can make mompreneur life better and easier. So, Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your business? Excellent. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I am a mompreneur. I have five kids ranging from college grad down to kindergarten. Um, So we run the gamut in this house. And uh, my husband and I, our family, we just moved uh, a few months ago out of Chicagoland into Northwest Indiana. And uh, about five years ago, I was just completely overwhelmed. I had said yes to everything, no to nothing. And um, in the midst of that, we had a surprise adoption. Our youngest two kids joined our family. We had no clue we would ever adopt. And suddenly, bam, two babies and everything fell apart. And so I really leaned heavily at that point into um, systems that were freeing and helped us keep things moving along at home that really supported us. And um, and that's kind of how This Mom Knows came to be was um, I want to help other moms and mompreneurs do that as well. And people would always be like, how do you do this? Who do you know? And I realized I'm a connector. So the things that this mom knows are not the things that that mom knows. And so that's really the heart behind this mom knows. It's not that I have all the answers. It's that together as moms, we've got it all covered. I love that. That's awesome. So yeah, and I think that's really important too. It's the idea of you know having your tribe and and being able to to reach out to each other to yes. to get the answers that we we don't have. Yes, um, absolutely. Or the perspective. Sometimes we just don't see it. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I I relied heavily on my sister when my twins were born because mm. she had had kids already. I hadn't, and I was like, I don't have a clue. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, well, I always said if I was going to have twins, I wanted it to be my first time around because I wouldn't know any better. (laughs) So that's what I tell people. They're like, oh, it must be so hard. I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know any better. I don't have one (laughs) child. I said it's it's harder for people that know what it's like to only have one child. But for me, this is just what having kids is what it is. Yes. So then one feels easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. So how did you, like, how did you start finding your systems? Like when I, I yeah. get the overwhelm part because I, mm-hmm. I have been there saying yes to everything and, and, you know, being afraid almost to say no to anything, but how did you start to uncover systems that helped you? Yeah. So, um, I, I've always had a tendency towards organization and several years ago, I worked as a professional organizer. Um, but one of the things I realized was that then I was, um, working the system. I was working for the system and sometimes that was really tiring. And now I have the systems work for me and they give, they support me instead of me following those rigid rules. And it was during the height of that overwhelm 
with the babies and I'm sitting there going, my house is falling apart. I can't do anything. And I noticed there's, there was just piles everywhere, mostly laundry because suddenly two babies, which, you know, that's a lot of laundry from two little ones. Mm -hmm. And so I just sort of sat there and said, okay, if I were my client, how would I approach this situation? And so I sort of stepped outside of me and began to observe. And um, when I started to observe what the issues were, what our patterns were, how we were naturally functioning or where we tended to, to go when we changed their clothes versus where their clothes were kept, I was able to then say, ah, if I do this, if I change this, if I put a hamper on the first floor and run it up once a day to the second floor where the laundry is, I can start to integrate um, laundry into life as opposed to doing laundry and making it its own thing. And um, so I just started to, to work at that. And then that be- got under control. And so then I thought, well, let's do the same with the paper piles. And then that got under control. And then I hate cooking. So I said, well, let's, let's do it with meal planning. And I got that under control and getting those three things, which I think are the three core systems that every um, family really needs. They're kind of the gateway systems and all the, the rest of them. Um, that just transformed our life. And by having a system and viewing it as a tool to serve me instead of the right way to do it, it, um, it allowed me to invite my family into the process to hear their suggestions on how to maybe tweak it. And it also helped us recognize more easily than um, when we moved homes, for example, that, oh, these, these 10 steps, these eight still work great. These two don't work anymore. And then we could decide if we rearrange the order or if we ditch them entirely. And it just made, um, it made transitioning so much more smooth because we weren't starting over with a new system. That makes a lot of sense. So for those of us that don't know, like what is a system? Yeah. So a system is literally just a systematic way of doing something. And I like to think of it kind of like um, a recipe. So you, you, when we have a recipe card, we know what the recipe is. We know the ingredients we need. We know how long it's going to take. And we know the steps that it's going to take to create this recipe. So it's the same thing with the system. We go, what is the purpose of the system? Um, what do I need in order to execute the system? Um, that might be people that might be tools. It might be somebody else having accomplished something first. And then um, what's the order I need to do it in. And so I think a good example is um, teaching our kids like how to clean the bathroom. We can say the goal is to have a clean bathroom. You need the sponge, the bucket, the spray bottle, you know, whatever tools you need for cleaning it. Here is the order to do things in so that you're not messing something up that was already clean or, you know, whatever. And this should take you about half an hour. And then if they come back in 10 minutes, I know something is wrong, (laughs) but if they come back in an hour, I also know they dilly dallied. So, um, basically that is, that is what a system is. And you can systematize just about anything. Perfect. Yeah. I, um, I can see how that's very, very similar to a recipe. I do like to cook. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. So you talk about like the the dinner laundry and mail being like the gateway systems for life. Are there so is there something similar for business? Like how do these things overlap with 
Right. The mom and the entrepreneur side as well. Yeah. So your three main systems that you need under control for the mompreneur side, the business side of of it would be your workspace, your um, calendar, and your email. And so really that's covering all the big components of um, being efficient with your time and actually productive in your work. And uh, when you have those three down, then all the other ones sort of fit under there or are somehow related. Um, But when you've got a good system for your calendar and your email, um, your communications is under control. You know what you're supposed to be doing when, and when you have a workspace that is... um, got a good system to it, you can work immediately instead of preparing to work. I just did a podcast on this recently on we spend just as much time often preparing to work as we actually get to work. Um, But then you can also be a little more portable and you could say, oh yeah, I am going to go work at the coffee shop and it's not going to take me 30 minutes to get my stuff together. So those are the three business systems that I think um, are the most important. So, yeah, no, I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I know for, for me, one of my big systems is morning routine, yeah. how we kind of get out of the house in the morning. Yes. Um, and, you know, I have how it flows and when, what gets done when, and, mm-hmm. and almost to the point where I can look at the clock and know whether we're going to be on time or not. Yes. Based on what's happening and whether it should have happened five minutes ago or whether it, we've got an extra three. Yes. Um, so how, once you've got one system, because I know for me, I'm um, a little bit disorganized. That's putting it nicely. Um, <laughs> so I have certain systems, but once you have one down, how can you translate that into other areas of your life? So yeah, like how does it kind of spill out and make life beautiful once you've got, you know, a few of them? Right. So there's a couple of things that happen. One is you referred to your morning routine, but a routine is really a practiced system. And so sometimes we, we set ourselves up for failure because they go, I've got a new routine and it didn't stick mm-hmm. because it's not yet a routine. It's still a system that that's, we have to think about and it takes mm-hmm. energy. And so that's the second thing that happens when it becomes routine. It's now second nature. It shifts in our brain as to where we think about it. And that is what actually gives us more energy and gives us margin and capacity because we're not actually working so hard at getting this thing done. It's now, it's like that recipe that, you know, when you first learned it, you're you're reading it every single time. You've been making it for years now. You don't even think about it anymore. You just pull it together. And so really that's the first part of it is that by practicing it, making it routine, it's now second nature and you have more energy and then you can tackle that next one. And after you've done this with two or three, you start to go, oh, I don't feel the stress the way I was feeling it. I don't feel as overwhelmed. Um, When my family is asking a question, I have an answer. I can tell them where it is. When that client calls, I'm not panicked because I'm behind the eight ball because I know exactly where that file folder is and how to answer what, what they're asking. And it's it's a gradual thing. So that's the other piece is it's not overnight. Mm-hmm. It does take time. But if you do a little now and you do a little tomorrow and you do a little after three months, six months, a year, you're going to look back and you're going to realize just how big of a difference um, little changes have made in your entire, entire life as a mompreneur. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I want to, I'm really glad you mentioned energy because I was reading through on your website um, and I really liked where, when you were talking about like the difference between time and energy, yeah. um, because I know from my experience in listening to people and when they use that line, like we all have, you know, the same 24 hours in a day, or you have the same 24 hours in a day as Richard Branson does, look what he's able, you know, I, it actually really gets to me because I'm like, no, I don't think you've ever been a mom because our, our days are, are a little different. Um, and I liked how you talked about how it's not the time, it's it's the energy. Could you yeah. dive into that a little bit more? Just yeah. So time is really, it's going, it's going to pass us by. It, it is equal. We all have 24 hours and, but where the Richard Branson versus us, he also has a lot of money and resource <laughs> that we may not to outsource things. Um, but time is equal. Everybody has the same 24 hours. That is true. But time is not something you can save. It is not something you can invest. It is just going to pass us by. And so whether we, you know, do nothing with it or we do something really well with it, it really in some ways doesn't matter because time is just moving along. What matters more is what we do with that time and when we do it. And um, it, this just really struck me because as my kids got into their teen years, they had high levels of energy at night. I did not. And so they would come to me at you know 930 and say, hey, can we work on such and such? And I'd be like, I am just too tired. And so they, I would think I'm too tired, but I would say, no, this isn't a good time or I don't have time for it. So my answers were always couched in terms of time, but in reality, it was my energy level. And so they would try to solve the problem with like, well, if I do this for you, that frees up an hour so you can work on this thing. And I'm like, it's still not happening. This is still not a good time. And once I was able to realize that we weren't using the same language, it really wasn't time. It was energy. And then I could say, Hey, tell you what, if you do this for me, that is very helpful because then tomorrow morning I can get up and do this and I can, I, I will have the energy then to do this thing that you're asking me to do. Mm -hmm. And once I had that moment of clarity that it wasn't the time, but it was the energy and I could figure out when it was the right time to expend energy, mm -hmm. um, that made a world of difference because I know now that I am not going to tackle something that requires deep thinking at 830 at night. Um, but I'm also equally, it's, it's also not as smart to sit there and do mindless tasks at 9am when I have the most energy and focus. And so it just helps plan out not only the work day, but also um, chores because I, I can throw laundry in at night. That's very mindless much more easily. That doesn't take a lot of energy, but if I spend my morning getting those little household household chores done when I have energy to work on other things. That's just not a good use of, of my time and my energy at that point. So how can, um, how can we do that? Like figure out how, what, what's the best time or the best yeah. use of our energy. So this is where, this is the hardest part is you either have to 
be an observer of yourself, which can be really hard to do sometimes because you're in the thick of it. Or a little more useful is to ask your family, ask your friends, ask those around you and say, what do you observe when it comes to whatever it is that you want to start tackling first? Um, And they may say, oh, you know, you, you know, as soon as you've eaten, you got a ton of energy and that's when I noticed you get the most done. But, um, you know, an hour, 90 minutes before a meal, you kind of lag a little more and you're a little more slow. Oh, I never noticed that about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the hardest part because you're trying to observe patterns and you're trying to observe um, external factors, things that influence it. So, um, you know, you might realize, oh, I have not had any water today. And that is why I'm feeling sluggish. So then you can make the changes to keep the water available all the time. So it also becomes more routine and second nature. Um, But once you've got, once you've been able to sort of assess and analyze what are these factors, the internal, the external, um, then you can try some things out and you can start to go, oh yeah, I really do better with this. Or then you decide, can I, can I batch this task? Am I better doing it all at one time? Or am I better doing a little bit each day? Because there are just some things where um, doing it, you know, doing something every day versus doing all five of those things in one day, it's not five times the work to do it in one day. Some things just are more efficient. And um, you start to observe those things a little bit better too when you, when you're using your energy more efficiently. That makes sense. So what is your favorite system? Oh, well, my, I, I, like I've mentioned, I don't like meal planning and cooking and any of those things. So my favorite system hands down is, um, an, an online app. It works on your phone as well called plan to eat because I can grab restaurant, not restaurants, recipes. I can grab recipes Pinterest style with its pinner. It pulls them into the planner and then I can drop and drag the recipes onto uh, a calendar and I can say, oh, we're having company. I'll double the amount. And then I go over to the shopping list and it magically pulls everything in from the recipes. And then I can even click on them and send them out to Instacart for the grocery. And I just love it because it is so, it has taken all the work and effort out of meal planning. So now I just show up and cook it. <laughs> this is life-changing. It is amazing. <laughs> it's a shopping list. It does all of it. Oh my gosh. I think this, what this single moment may have changed my life. Yeah. I'll send you a link. It's amazing. And it's cloud-based. So it's real time. So I can say to my husband, Hey, I just updated the list. Can you stop at this store? And he can pull it up. I don't have to type anything or, you know, make sure he's got a text from me or it's wonderful. It sounds wonderful. Any other like apps that you suggest for people to use for systematizing or, or what, what tools um, can people look for to help, like help them create their systems? So I, you have to decide if you are a pen and paper person or a digital person that drives a lot of your choices. <laughs> and sometimes you can be both. You can say, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it digital and I'm going to print it out. So I have it mm-hmm. uh, because there's pros and cons to both, um, 
both ways of doing it. Um, So, but when one of the things that I like to say is wherever you can remove yourself as the bottleneck and have a system that everyone can access and find the information or do it themselves, do that. And so um, I like uh, Google calendars because we can each have our own and share them. And now they say, what's going on tonight? I go, well, what's on the calendar? I push back on them to find the information. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the plan to eat. What's for dinner? Well, what's on plan to eat? And they go, oh, I have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like systems that um, remove me from being responsible for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like systems that remind me. And so... Um, I've been on the search for a good task management system for some time. And the one that I'm using right now is pretty robust um, because I can make a list for everything. I can have um, a list for my podcast, a list for my um, coaching clients. I can have a list for you know Christmas preparation, vacation packing, and I can put subtasks and subtasks and all these things on it and tell me what day I want them to happen. So I just pull up my list each day and I don't have to think about do I have to do something on Thursday? Cause it's on there for Thursday. Um, so that's another one that I really, really like is a good solid task list that is going to um, remind you on the right day of what you need to do so that you can really focus on what you have in front of you today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's and that, one that one's called swift to do. And I can give you a link for that also. Um, I would say one of the things that's unique for us as mompreneurs is that we don't really have home and business quite the same way that um, maybe a working mom does, where she can she can block out on the home calendar, you know, these are the hours I'm gone, and then she can be all in at the business. Um, a lot of the tools and systems that I found really have to, in many ways, integrate both at the same time, because both are happening. I may have, you know, business something here and then family something, and then followed by business again. And, um, I need to be able to see them all so that nothing, you know, I just don't get to, as a mompreneur, you just don't get to segment, segment and block the same way, um, that, um, that even just are frankly, most men do, cause they get to go to work and not think about it. So, um, and I think most, most planning tools are created by men and they, they miss a great opportunity because they don't understand this, um, mix of worlds that moms are dealing with. Um, absolutely. That's the one thing I ran into right away was I had too many calendars and they weren't communicating. Yes. Right. And I was like, I I'd end up overbooked or double booked or, you know, a kid's doctor's appointment at the same time I was supposed to be having this call. And yeah, I need something that talks <laughs> to each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, you know, when your kids get older, cause I have two that are ones in college, ones out of college, we still want to have enough access for um, safety and security, you know, like where are they supposed to be? You know, were they supposed to be out of town? Um, but also for them to know, oh yeah, mom and dad are, you know, they're traveling this week. So I, I shouldn't expect them to be answering the home phone or whatever. Um, it just, it gives some accountability back and forth and, and finding one that isn't too restrictive is really tough. So. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So 
Before we start to wrap this up here, where can people get in contact with you? Where can they find you? Where is the best place for them to get more information about you? Yeah, so I have a website, um, thismomknows.com, and that's a great place to find me. Um, It's where you can find my podcast. Um, But I also have, since we were talking about the recipe for a perfect system or systems as recipe, I have an opt-in called the recipe for a perfect system, which is at thismomknows.com slash system. And that's a free download to help you start to do uh, some of the things we were talking about to implement a system where you don't have one right now. And I will put all of these links in the show notes for everyone. Um, and what's the, uh, what's one, the best piece of advice you would give to a mompreneur right now? Mm. Um, I, that's a hard, cause there's a lot, a lot of them, but I would say just do one thing today. It is so tempting to look at the big picture down the road, where you want to be. And, um, that's overwhelming. But when you do the one thing today and the one thing tomorrow, eventually you look back and you realize, oh, I am on my way to that big picture. And, you know, I've watched so many people faithfully do the little things. And then it's kind of like sowing, you know, seeds and watering them and you just don't know what's happening. And then the growth starts to come. So just keep at it, keep doing the little things each day that are going to add up to a big difference. That's fantastic. I love that. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Um, I know that, you know, systems and and are something that can help help so many of us just yeah. with managing our time and our, our businesses and and just making it all feel a little less overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed this. <laughs> My pleasure. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review and tell the other mompreneurs in your life. We rise faster when we work together. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. You can follow me, Angela Bell, on Instagram and Facebook at i.am.angelabell and visit my website at angelabell.ca. Until next time, remember... The woman you see when you look in the mirror is exactly what a successful entrepreneur looks like.